Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle. Yes, we are here live once again. Once again, we're back live on the show this week. And man, we have a phenomenal, phenomenal show for you in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you're tuned in, this is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. Yes, we're here live again. We have a phenomenal uh, topic for you today on this episode. Man, the title of this topic, y'all ready for this? A Christian of the Gospel. A Christian of the Gospel. Amen. Man, the Lord has been uh, dealing with me on this topic today, and we're going to find out what the what thus saith the Lord on this topic, because this topic has very, very powerful, powerful, powerful meaning. Amen. A Christian of the gospel. Amen. And we're going to be talking about it right here on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. So stay tuned. Stay locked in. Stay. Keep your ears tuned in. If you're driving down the road, stay focused on your driving. But stay. Keep your ears tuned in to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show because we got a phenomenal topic for you today. In Jesus' name, on this episode, Amen. I hope you're blessed. I hope you had a very blessed weekend, like I did. And man, after this commercial break, we're gonna come back. And we're going to jump right into this topic in Jesus' name. God bless you. I love you. And I will see you after this commercial break in Jesus' name. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. Amen. God bless you all. In Jesus' name, we are so happy and so blessed to be with you guys once again. Another week, another episode. Amen. And we love being here. I love coming on the air every week with you guys. I thank God for every person that listens to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast show, man. Um, I've been getting so much feedback Um, for the podcast in Jesus name. I thank God uh, for the for the feedback. Amen. I thank God for it. Um, I I just want to say before we get started, because I know we said we were going to jump right into it, but I want to say thank you to each and every one of our listeners. Uh, Without you, amen, there would be no Summit Internet Radio podcast show um, with the help of the Lord. We, the Lord has given us this platform to be able to, to spread the word of God around the world. Amen. But without you guys, uh, the success of the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show would not be without you all listening to it. Amen. And we thank God from every, every person that has listened to this show in Jesus' name on every episode that we have done in Jesus' name. I thank God for each and every one of you. I, I feel like y'all are, I, I, I don't feel like it, but you are, hallelujah, a part of my family in Jesus' name. I welcome you a part of my family in Jesus' name. Um, I praise God for you all. 
and we welcome you to the body of Christ. Amen. The invitation is always open to come to the body of Christ in Jesus name. Amen. But we thank God. We also thank God for our sponsors in Jesus name. We love each and every one of our sponsors. We want to thank uh, Snap Photography, my my good friend, my buddy, uh, like a, a, a brother from another mother. Amen. My 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 brother, uh, my friend in Jesus name, Angelo Martinez in Jesus name over there at Snap Photography. God bless you and we love you in Jesus name. Another one, uh, on our, our uh, next sponsor in Jesus' name, Fresh Fades Mobile Barbering, uh, ran by my cousin, Jermaine Wallace. We thank God for him in Jesus' name. I love you, man. God bless you in Jesus' name. And last but not very much not least, my very own big brother and his uh, wife, my sister-in-law, um, Marquise and Courtney Barber in their company, the Kingdom Cleaning Service. Amen. We thank God for them. If you want to get in touch with any one of these companies, amen, you can go to their Facebook pages and seek out their companies. Amen. Seek their services. Amen. In Jesus' name. We also want to thank uh, or want to give a special announcement. Amen. Uh, we will be um going it's 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 arc time amen it's arc time amen what i'm talking about is the uh apostolic restoration conference amen going on april 7th through the 9th right here in indianapolis indiana amen we thank god for this arc conference uh hosted hosted by Victory Tabernacle Apostolic Church. Amen. Thank God for them. Uh, we thank God for uh, Bishop uh, Bishop and First Lady Harris. Amen. Powerful, powerful man and woman of God. A powerful uh, couple in the, in the spirit of Christ in Jesus' name. We thank God for them in Jesus' name. And God uh, blessing uh, Bishop Harris to start this this uh, wonderful conference in Jesus name, taking us back to the old landmark teaching. Amen. If you would like information on this uh, conference in Jesus name, uh, go to www.apostolicrestorationconference.com. Amen. And go get information on on everything that's going to be happening that weekend in Jesus name. Uh, they are doing, um, they do have nightly services every single night. They do have, uh, uh, classes in the day, the day, hallelujah. They have day sessions in Jesus name. You do have to register for the day sessions and the, and the registration fee is only Get, get this, y'all. It's only $25. Amen. So if you're in the Indianapolis area or coming to Indianapolis, or even if you live in the Indianapolis area, make sure if you're here April 7th through the 9th, amen, make sure that you attend the Apostolic Restoration Conference. Amen. Because it is a blessing. I've been to them. 
in Jesus' name. And it, it was a big, big blessing. The night services were powerful in Jesus' name. The word was great in Jesus' name. So I thank God for the ARC Conference, the Apostolic Restoration Conference. Amen. We praise God for them in Jesus' name. And last but not least, we have one more announcement in Jesus' name. We want to thank God. I want to I, I wanna, uh, thank God for my home church, Triumph in Faith, Apostolic Church. Amen. I want to thank God for them. My pastor, Pastor William A. Tuggle III, and my first lady slash co-pastor, uh, Cosette Trotman Tuggle. I thank God for both of them. And if you are in the Indianapolis area, if you're visiting the Indianapolis area, you can come on by the Triumph in Faith Apostolic Assembly in Jesus' name, and we will love you to life. The address is 2950 North High School Road. Amen. Our services begin at 11.30. Sunday school begins at 11.30. Hallelujah. Noon uh, worship service immediately following Sunday school. We have Wednesday night viral Bible classes. Amen. If you want to get in on any one of our services, our services, uh, Bible class starts at 7.30 p.m. And we thank God for our pastor and our first lady teaching and preaching the word of God in Jesus name. Amen. All right, y'all, we are getting ready to jump into this. Amen. Today, we are talking about a Christian of the gospel. Amen. We're talking about a Christian of the gospel. Now, when we talk about the, a Christian of the gospel, the title of this, a Christian of the gospel, there are two important words in this title. One, Christian. Two, gospel. These two words have very, very big meaning in our lives. Now, what is the gospel and what makes a Christian? We have so many people in the world today saying that they are a Christian. We have we have people, you know, saying, hey, I'm a Christian. I, I you know, I'm a I'm, I'm a I'm a Christian, but yet they're they're doing ungodly things. Amen. We have people that say that they're a Christian and they're doing and they're and they're morally good individuals. We have people that are say that they are Christian and they are living holiness. They are living out the 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 lifestyle of holiness. Amen. So we have these three different types of people. We have our four different types. The the fourth one would be a backslider, one that is tasted of God, the one that has lived for God, but fallen short some way and fell out of the will of God. Amen. They call themselves a Christian. Amen. But we're not here to judge who is a Christian, who's not, but we are here to talk about what makes a Christian and what is the gospel. Amen. And we're going to start off with the gospel. Amen. Because that's what that is the main focus. Amen. 
That is the main focus. You cannot ha- you cannot be a Christian without having the gospel. Amen. Now, if we look at the word gospel, what is the gospel? What is it? What I mean, we hear that word uh, being thrown around around the church world, and and we hear it. We hear the word gospel music. We hear the word. Uh, uh, preaching the gospel and, you know, uh, gospel choirs and all of that stuff. But what is the gospel? Amen. The gospel itself is the teaching or revelation of Christ and the record of Jesus's life. Amen. This, that is the natural that is the natural definition amen that is the natural definition of what of what the word gospel means so when we see the natural definition what is the spiritual definition of the word gospel it is the, the it is two things number one it is the story it is the anointed story it's not just the story but it is the anointed story of the Lord Jesus Christ it is the anointed story of God amen it is the anointed story of God what else is it it is an instruction it is instruction it is the anointed instruction or instructions that we must read, hear, and partake in. This is what the gospel is. Amen. And when we look at the word gospel, these are the two spiritual meanings that it is. It is the the anointed story of Jesus Christ and it is the anointed instructions of Christ. This is all that it is. Amen. And we're going to dive deep into what it is. Amen. Now, let's look at what is a Christian. A Christian is a person who has received Christian baptism or is a believer in Christianity. This is the natural definition. What is the spiritual definition? The spiritual definition is a, the the Christian the, the spiritual definition of of the word Christian is the ambassador for Christ or the representation of Christ. That is what a Christian is. It is the representation of Christ. And the word Christian means to be Christ-like. That's why we say the representation of Christ. Amen. It is to be Christ-like. You're not Christ, but you're trying to be more like him. Amen. And that is having a whole lot of people, they say that they are Christian. But 
if you have if you have a lifestyle that is not lined up the way God would have it to be, then that person is walking a thin line. Amen. Because um, you can't if you go on a job, you can't claim a job that you have not applied for. You can't go to a job. You can't claim a job that you have not applied for or haven't gotten. I mean, we have some people do that. You know, we have people, but you're lying through the skin of your teeth if you do that. And we have so many people in the world today that have claimed to be a Christian and they do not bear the fruit of a Christian. Amen. And that's in the church and out of the church. Amen. If you are not living the life of a Christian, having a Christian-like mentality, having a Christian-like lifestyle, then it's non-void. Being a Christian, the definition of a Christian is being Christ-like. Amen. What is the reason why we need to be a Christian? To fulfill the obligation of the gospel. It is to fulfill the obligation of the gospel. What is the obligation? To be an ambassador or to be a representative or to be, yeah, to be a representative of the story of Christ. To show off the story of Christ. To teach the story the whole the anointed story of Christ and to take on the anointed instruction that Christ gives. Amen. Because this is the only way we're going to make it to heaven. If we take on this is if you look at the term Bible. If you look at the word Bible, the word, not the term, I mean, I'm, I apologize. The word Bible, B-I-B-L-E. OK. The first B in the word Bible means basic. The I means instructions. The other B in the, in the word Bible means before. The L means leaving. And the E means earth. What is that all together? Basic instructions before leaving earth. Amen. This is the gospel in a nutshell. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Amen. And we have people that are out there preaching and teaching false gospel. They are not teaching the gospel the way it should be. They are not teaching holiness. They are not teaching righteousness. They are not teaching salvation. In these are the three things that you need to be able to to live a Christian lifestyle. You need holiness. You need righteousness. You need salvation. Amen. You need these three things. Amen. But we have men and women that call themselves men and women of God that have perverted the gospel. They have taken things out. They have put things in. They have uh, said that 
They have given the excuses after excuses after excuses. They, and those excuses are, I'm not perfect. You're covered by grace. Come on here. You, you, it don't take all that. Mm-hmm. These are the excuses that people, that the preachers are using to cover up the sins in people's lives and not exposing the sin. Sometimes sin, sin needs to be exposed. Amen. And if it's not exposed, what I mean by exposing sin, I mean to bring it to the forefront to deal with it. To deal with the problem, to deal with the issue of the sin, not to humiliate the person, but to deal with the issue of the sin. What is the root of this sin or sins? What brought this on? Now, I know that, um, you know, we're all we were all conceived. Uh, uh, shaping in iniquity and, and from our mother's womb we were, we were conceived in sin but there are some things that we have in our life that we must deal with we got to deal with all sin if we want to make it to heaven we have to deal with every single flaw in our life because it just takes one thing to keep us away from heaven just like a basketball player, it can only take one thing to mess up a person's career. It takes one injury to, to keep them away. Their, their, their careers could end like that. It takes one thing. Amen. But the gospel itself is an instruction manual and it is the story. The reason why it's in a holy uh, story of Jesus Christ or the, or, the, or the story of God What is because the Old Testament let me show you something the Old Testament of the Bible is Christ concealed amen and the New Testament of the word of God is Christ revealed but it's all centered around Christ amen it's all centered around Christ. And the story is the word of God. What he wants us to do. And the reason why we can say the story of God is because he tells us the story of the way he wants us to live. It's just like having a director in a movie. The director tells what he wants for his movie. The director tells the way he wants it to be to be shown. Amen. He's giving the actors the story. He's giving the actors the element of the story so that they can portray what he wants, what he has in his vision. Amen. And this is the, the uh, anointed story of God. Now, why is it anointed? Because God is holy. God is holy. God is anointed. His anointing falls on the word. He is the word. That's why it's holy. That's why it's anointed. Why is it? Why is the gospel anointed instruction? Because he tells us in the word of God how we should live our life. 
Amen. So that we can be so that we can live life down here and have an abundancy of life, not just down here, but when we get to heaven. Because all of this stuff is eventually going to pass away. The cars, the car, the, the cars, the money, the houses, all that stuff, all that stuff is gonna pass away. And look, God don't God does not care about none of that stuff. Some of these things that these preachers are preaching about, uh, every time I hear a preacher on on on, on the on the uh, you know the TV ministers, they always preaching prosperity messages. Give me something that's going to give me substance. Don't just tell me about what car I'm going to get, what house I'm going to get, what business I'm going to get. That stuff, God don't mean, God don't need none of that stuff. God could care less about that stuff. Now, is it good to have? Yes, while we're down here. But don't set all your, don't look. Look to the hills from which cometh your help. Your help coming from the Lord. Your treasures are not meant to be stayed down here. Build your treasures in heavenly places. It is not meant for us to stay here. Ones that are saved. We are pilgrims passing through this present land. Amen. We're not meant to stay here. We can't live forever. Amen. And I know the Bible says occupy until I come. That's the occupying. Occupy your spirit. Occupy your soul. Occupy. He knows what you have need of. Don't worry about all that. That's why the Bible, the Bible tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And here's what? Righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. All these things will be added unto you. Amen. Let's go to Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. I love these verses because it lets us know God is warning us about what's to come. About the preachers and the the false preachers and teachers that teach what's not of God. Amen. And I'm going to read it in your hearing. And I want you to take notes today. I really do. Because I want you to go back and read it for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. But go back and read it for yourself. So you'll understand. Hey, hey, this ain't in. I want you to see it for yourself. I don't want you just to say, well, well, Adam said. No. The word of God said it. Amen. In In Galatians... Chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. And it reads, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ. 
into the grace of Christ unto, unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But thou we, but thou we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. Let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Amen. Let him be accursed. The gospel of Jesus Christ is holy. There's no, he does not change his word. If he said, you got to be holy, you got to be holy. Amen. If he said that uh, you got to take on holiness to see him. That's what he means. The Bible gives us a clear instruction on how to make it to heaven. Amen. He gives us a clear depiction on how to make it to heaven. He, he, he makes it plain. He does not, he does not sugarcoat. He doesn't water it down. But he lets us know point blank period how he wants us to be to see him and there are a lot of people that say well um, you know I, I'm, I'm, I believe that there are more ways to get into heaven uh, the Bible says there's only one Lord one faith and one baptism now there might be now watch this I am not, me personally, and this is my own personal opinion, I don't have religion. I have salvation. Religion is not, religion, some people say that, some people say that, uh, you know, Christianity is a cult. No, it's not. No, it's not. Religion is a cult. And you might say, well, Christianity and religion are together. No, it's not. Nope. No, it's not. Religion is something that you do on a day-to-day basis. Now, you might say, well, you go to church on a day-to-day basis. Ain't that religion? No, it's not. Because I go because, and this is me personally, I go to church because, number one, I love my relationship with Christ. Number two, my relationship with Christ, I don't want God coming to my house every day. I want to go to his. In a relationship, you don't want to be the one doing all the giving. Sometimes you want to receive. And that's the same thing with the Lord Jesus Christ in our relationship with him. I hear some people say, well, I don't have to go to church to have a relationship with Christ. That's a lie. That's a lie. That is a lie. Why is that a lie? 
because the Bible says, forsake not the assembly of the brethren. And this is the word of God. God wants us to be in his house because there's some things that you cannot learn at home that you can learn in, at the church. Well, well, there's hypocrites at the church. I, I know this. I, I know this is what we're talking about. And I'm going to hit that too. We got people preaching for money and for fame and for foot. I understand that. But that don't stop you from going. Don't let that stop you from uh, uh, from what God told you to do. Amen. There's a there, The pastor is driving a nice car and I'm sitting over here riding the bus. Okay. That's fine. It's not fine, but if, look, let me show y'all something. If you suffer with God, you'll reign with God. Now, it doesn't always mean that you're going to reign in materialistic stuff. But the Lord does bless you when you do his will. And having, being a Christian is having the will of Christ, having the mindset of Christ, because you can't be a Christian without having the mindset of Christ. Why? Because the Bible says, I will keep your mind in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon me. And this is Jesus talking. We cannot have the mind of Christ without Christ being in our life. You can't be a Christian without having Christ on the inside of you. It can't be done. How do we become a Christian and fulfill the obligation of the story and the instruction of the gospel? Well, Christian, Christ, the, the, the word Christian is a lifestyle. You can't take on a lifestyle until you learn the lifestyle. You have to learn it. You have to uh, sow some enthusiasm in that lifestyle. Amen. You have to be consistent with that lifestyle to make it a lifestyle. We have to be consistent with our walk with Christ to be a Christian. To be Christ-like. Amen. We have to be consistent in our prayer life. We have to be consistent in our fasting life. We have to be consistent in staying in the word of God. This is what it means to be a Christian. We have to stay tapped into God in every area of our life. Why do you say every area? Why do we say every area of our life? Because every area should please, every area of our life and everything that we do should please God. Everything. I don't care what it is. It should please, it should please the Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot, there's, there, 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 there's a couple things we cannot do in walking with Christ. I cannot please my flesh in walking with Christ. I can't do it. I cannot go up and please man while walking with God. Because you can't, you're not going to please every person when you walk walking with God. I'm telling you that now. 
when if you striving for God, you are not going to please everybody. Some people are not going to like you. Some people are not going to like the stands you take for God. They're not going to like you. And it's not them. It's the spirit that was that's in them. Those spirit, look, demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. What do you think them spirits on the inside of a person going to do? If they see Jesus in you, and if they see Jesus in us, and they in those spirits, they, look, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your title is. I don't care what your what your uh, financial level is. I don't care if you're a billionaire. I don't care if you're a millionaire. I don't care if you're the poorest of the poor. If you got ungodly spirits in you and a person with with a godly spirit in them, if they come walking up to them, they're going to try to flee. Them spirits are going to try to flee because they cannot, light and darkness have no fellowship. Light and darkness have no fellowship. It it, it cannot coexist. And we have some preachers that are trying to pervert the gospel to bring light and darkness together and you can't do it. There is no gray area. It's either black or white. It's either light or darkness. It's either good or it's bad. You must hate the one and love the other. You cannot serve two masters. If your God be God, serve God. If your God be Baal, serve Baal. Baal meaning the devil. If you choose to want to live ungodly, go ahead. But I'm not going to hell for nobody. Everything we do has a reward attached to it, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. Everything we do has a reward attached to it. In the spirit, God has to, God has to reward thee. God has to reward you for the works that you do. Whether if it's a good reward or a bad reward, God is going to reward everybody for their works. And if you find yourself, and if I find myself with my works undone, or if I find myself sowing bad seeds in bad ground, then that's what I'm going to reap. Amen? That's what I'm going to reap. You can't sow bad stuff in good ground. You can't do it. Amen? And that's the whole thing. Divide, having a dividing line. A dividing line between God and Satan. Having a dividing line. They have to be separate. You have to pull yourself. You have to be pulled out of darkness. The Lord has pulled us out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is why. And I, and I, and I can't stress this enough. Preachers, let me tell you something. If you are in the preaching, the teaching, if you're preaching and teaching false doctrine, step out now. And I'm talking to you today. And I stand on both, both, both of my feet when I say it. 
If you are preaching false doctrine, if you are preaching uh, it's okay for you to live any kind of way and still be saved, you're, you're wrong. You preaching that it's okay to go out here and have sex with people and it's okay to go out here and lollygag and it's okay to go out here and live it up and party it up and you still saved it and you're covered by grace, you better stop that mess because you're sending people. You, and I hate this, I hate this, that the people that are preaching the truth, a lot of people say, well, you're condemning me to hell. No, I'm not. It's the preacher that's preaching false stuff that's condemning you to hell. Because they telling you false. They telling you that you can live any kind of way and still make it to heaven. No, you cannot. They're condemning you to hell. They're the ones condemning you to hell. These preachers that are preaching, oh, it's God will forgive you. Yeah, he'll forgive you as long as you turn away from the sin. Sin stinks in the nostrils of God. God doesn't just, it's just like, it's just like a parent. And their child. If it's a good parent, that good parent is not going to just accept a child doing it just anything. When it comes to when it comes to my kids' schoolwork and, and, and grades and stuff, I don't just accept just anything. I got an obligation for my for my children. I got an obligation for the teachers too that are teaching them. I hold the teachers to a standard and I hold my children to a standard. And God is holding us to a standard, a holy standard, a righteous standard, a salvation standard. And not just anything, not just anybody is going to heaven. It don't work that way. And I don't care if you man, woman, boy or girl. It does not work that way. God is a holy God. He is holy and he is righteous. And he and if he's going, look, let me tell you something. If he kicked out Satan and one third of the angels out of heaven, what makes you think that he's going to accept our mess in heaven? What makes you think if he if he kicked out Satan who was an angelic being he's not an earthly being he's an angelic he was an angelic being one third of the angels were angelic beings if they sinned and he kicked them out what makes you think that he won't kick us out he won't keep us out of heaven for the sin in our life sin cannot enter into heaven and like I said, I don't care if you man, woman, boy, and girl. And he showed that example to man when Adam sinned. When Adam and Eve sinned because of their disobedience, what did he do? He kicked them out of the garden. And that is symbolic of what we must go through. If we do not be, if we do not have our sins parted away from us, we will miss out on heaven. Because we choose to listen to man. We choose to listen to uh, the false teaching. And let me tell you something. 
if a person goes to hell, God did not send, God does not send people to hell. I'm going to tell you that now. God don't send nobody to hell. He don't. He don't send nobody to hell. But but you just said that if we're not holy, we're going to hell. No. God don't send nobody to hell. God sends you where you want to go. If you live a life of ungodliness, and I'm putting it as plain as I can, if you live a life of ungodliness, you're telling God with the actions the actions that you do, with the actions that you do, you are telling God, I want to go to hell. But if you live a life of holiness, you are telling God, I want to go to heaven. If you die in holiness, you will go to heaven. If you die in sin, sin has no fellowship with heaven. I'm sorry. And this is the this is the gospel. That's why it is an anointed instruction. He gave us basic instructions before leaving earth. He gave us basic instructions before leaving earth. Amen. He gave us the instruction before man was even created. And not only did he give us instruction, but that's where the story of God comes in at. Because he was... God was the example. Amen. He was the example for our life. That's why it's the story. It's his history of God. It is the history. It is the story. It is the, it is, that's why the gospel is, is what it is. This is the gospel. It is the story. It is the history of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. And if we do not comply to the instruction, the anointed instruction of the gospel, we cannot live out the Christian lifestyle. We can't even gain the Christian lifestyle because in the gospel, it instructs us how it it gives an instruction on how to receive a Christian lifestyle. You got to be born again. Yes. Your first birth, you were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Yes, but now you got to be born again of the water and the spirit. You got to repent and you got to be born again. What is repentance? What is baptism? What is receiving the Holy Ghost? This is symbolic of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the gospel. This is the foundation to salvation. Ha, glory. This is the foundation to salvation. The death, burial, and resurrection. This is symbolic. The the, the repentance, the baptism, and the receiving the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance, that is symbolic of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the real reason why we celebrate Easter. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The repentance is your spiritual death. You repent. Well, how do I repent? I say, God, I am sorry for every sin that I've ever committed. 
Because you can't physically go to a cross and die for your sins. You can't die for your own sins anyway because you and I were born in shaping and iniquity. We were born in sin. All of us, from Adam, from Adam and Eve on down to now, everybody was born in sin. There's only one person that was born in the earth without sin, and that's Jesus Christ. That's it. And he was the one that took sin on when he went to the cross. And I say about the only depiction of the cross that's really relevant to what Jesus went through, to the, the actual physical depiction that we could have, is the movie The Passion of the Christ. That's about the closest depiction. But he was beaten and he was he was bruised for our sins. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Amen. But with this, we see that there are many people out there in the world that are preaching and teaching false doctrine. And there, and it's no, it, some of them know that they're teaching false doctrine. Some of them don't know. But some of some of them, they know it. But they in it for the money. They in it for the. They in it for the fame and the fortune. So they tell you they don't care about your soul, but they'll tell you anything to get your money. They'll tell you anything to get you in the, in their church so that you can so you can be a part of the role. So that they can have a bigger church. I, I look, my pastor, cause I come from a small church. Past and present. And both of my pastors had the same had the same meaning, had the same mission. I would rather have a small church and have people saved than have a big church full of un, full of people that are that 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 that, that won't make it to heaven. I'd rather preach holiness and have a small church than to have, than to not preach holiness and have a people full have have hundreds and hundreds of people full in my church and I know that in my spirit they they set for damnation and we got a lot of preachers that are preaching profane messages profane messages they're profane they try to mix light and darkness together Knowing full well it don't mix. I had a relative one time when I was younger. Um, they they were in a in a season where they like to have roommates. And this relative of mine, I told them one day when I was about what eight, about seven or eight years old, and I told that relative of mine, I said, you know what? You and roommates don't mix. And they eventually caught on to what I was saying. At first they was like, wait a minute, why are you in my business? Um, you seven, eight years old. What do you know about roommate? But they finally got the digest of what I was saying. Because I was watching the pattern. 
I was watching the pattern. I told him, I said, you, you and roommates don't mix. You and roommates do not mix. You move, you get you a roommate. You move, you get you another roommate. You move. Why, why don't you learn how to be by yourself? Because you and roommates don't mix. And they got and they finally caught the gist of what I was saying, and now they, they ain't got no roommates. Amen. But when we look at this topic today, many will say that they are Christians and preachers of the gospel, but they are not. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. Real quick. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24, verse number 5. Amen. Matthew chapter 24. And I'm trying to get there, amen, and I'm going to read it to you in your hearing. Amen. But I want you to write these scriptures down. Like I said earlier, write these scriptures down and go back and study them for yourself. Whether you be saint or sinner and ask God, if you don't understand it, ask God to illuminate your mind. Amen. Amen. Ask God to illuminate your mind. Um, Matthew chapter 24, verse five. And it reads. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. These are the false teachers. These are the false prophets. These are the false apostles that Jesus is talking about. And in this verse, Jesus, anything you see in red in the Bible, that's what Jesus said. It came out of Jesus' mouth. Amen. And this is what came out of God's mouth. His his earthly mouth. Amen. His, his And so he's he's showing us and he's warning us that there shall become there shall shall there shall be some that come in his name that promoting the name Jesus Christ. They're going to promote Jesus. They're going to say they're a Christian, but they really not. They really not there. They're really not at the level that they say they are. Amen. They're not at the. Come on here. We have to understand that we as people of God. We as people of God must know the difference. We have to, that's why the Bible says to study, to show thyself approved. That's why the Bible says rightly dividing the word of God. That's why people are getting so messed up because they're not reading the word of God for themselves. That's why I tell y'all, read the word of God for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Read it for yourself. So you know that it's there. I tell my Sunday school class 
at my church. I tell the I tell the little kids, just like my Sunday school, one of my Sunday school teachers used to tell me, read your Bibles. Read your Bibles. And some people say, well, you ain't got to take the Bible literally. Oh, yes, you do. Because he's a literal God. Anything he says in his Bible, take it literally. Take it literally. Because there's a meaning. Taking it literally, there is a meaning behind what he is saying. Amen. Let's go to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse number 5. 2 Timothy Yeah, 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse number 5. Amen. And it reads, Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Amen. We have so many preachers and pastors that are preaching ungodly messages. They have a form of godliness, but they but they deny the power thereof. Amen. Amen. Denying the power thereof. They don't have they have a form, they have it looks good, but they really not there. Amen. I pray that you're getting something out of this in Jesus' name. We're going to take a commercial break and then we're going to jump right back into this and see what the say the Lord has has to continue to say to us in Jesus name in this topic in Jesus name in this episode. Come on back with us on the Summer Internet Radio podcast show after this commercial break so we can continue in learning about a Christian of the gospel in Jesus name. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is founder and pastor of Triumph in Faith Apostolic Church, William A. Tuggle III, 2950 North High School Road, here in the beautiful city of Indianapolis, Indiana. All are welcome to every service and any service that we have. Sunday school begins at 1130 a.m. morning worship immediately following where Jesus is the center of attraction. All are welcome to attend in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. We we are here live. I'm your host, Adam Tuggle. Yes, we are back again. Amen. Um, I thank God for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank God for the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is because of his, uh, it's because of the gospel that we are here today. Amen. 
So we're continuing with this topic today. And we were talking about uh, preachers that claim to be a Christian or people that claim to be a Christian, but they really don't have, they have a form of godliness, but, but they deny the power thereof. Amen. We just read the scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 5, and I'll read that again in your hearing. And it reads, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. This is a warning from the Lord Jesus Christ. The end of that verse says, from such turn away. That is a warning. It's telling us to turn away from those type of people. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Denying uh they will quench the spirit. If they have the Holy Ghost, they'll quench the spirit. What do you mean quench the spirit? They won't listen to the Holy Ghost. They'll override the Holy Ghost. If they tell them, if the Holy Ghost tells, tells that individual, I need you to preach this message, and they go off and preach another message. They preach a lukewarm message. They preach a message for itching ears or or maybe it's a person that claims to be a Christian that, that says, well, I'm a Christian, but yet they're over there living any kind of way. They're smoking, they're drinking, they're doing whatever. God, God, see, and the reason why God wants us to be holy God wants us to be holy. And he does not want us to touch any unclean thing in the world. There is a God has a separation from the world, which means the worldly thing the things of the world, the ungodly things of the world. Amen. Anything that is going to keep you from your relationship with Christ, anything that's going to keep you out of heaven with him. Amen. Matter of fact, I'm going to go to the scripture and this is not in my notes, but I'm going to go there real quick because I want you to see this. In second Corinthians chapter number six, verse 16. Amen. In verse number 17. Amen. This is a God's instruction for our life. Amen. In verse number 16, it reads, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. 
and I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. This is the Lord speaking to us, telling us that we must be separate from the world to live, to be a Christian, to fulfill the obligation to uh, be a light for a dark world, to be the light for the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be able to preach the instructions that God has called for us to do, to be able to tell the story of Jesus Christ. It is, we have to live a Christian lifestyle, be like Christ, Christ-like. Amen. This is telling us that what agreement has the temple of God, which is which is with if you are holy, what agreement do you have with uncle with 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 ungodly stuff? You don't have no agreement with them. Amen. You don't have an agreement with ungodly, ungodly things and ungodly people. Now, do I have friends that that are not saved? Yes, I do. But I don't go everywhere with them. I might say hi to them. Now I don't. Now look, let me say this. Let me say this, because I, I I know what people are getting in their minds. I know what some people are getting in their minds. Well, do you think that you're better than them? No, I do not. No, I don't. I just have a better way of life that I live. I live my life for God. And if God tells me not to go a certain place with certain people, I'm not going to go there. It's an obedience thing. It is our obedience to God that I do not go where they go. I don't do what they do. It is... It is It is my love for my relationship with Christ that I don't do that. It is out of obedience to God, not to man, not to not to my pastor, not to my first lady, not to my church. But it is obedience unto God that I don't follow that. Because God told me not to, not because my pastor, not because my first lady. Now, they might preach and teach the word of God, but that doesn't mean that I'm so. That doesn't mean just because I'm doing what they tell me to do doesn't mean that I'm serving them. I'm serving God. And I'll tell you this. My father, my father on a natural level, my father has never, ever, not one time, before, even before he became a pastor, has never told me anything wrong. Everything. And I, and I kid you not. You might say, what? He's never told you anything? No. Because my father has always had my best interest at heart. All of his children, he's always had his, our best interest at heart. When he's giving advice to us, whether he be giving advice to us as pastor or as our father, he's always looked at our best interest. And God's, God's best interest for our lives. He always had a, a, a sound mind to, okay, look, what is this going to do to them 
uh, what is this going to do to them physically? What is this going to do to their relationship with Christ? What is this going to do to, the, to their uh, relationship with people? What is it going to do to them? Is it going to harm them? Is it going to help them? So he tries to give the best advice that he can as a father and as a pastor. Amen. And I'm going to tell you this now. None of my brothers and sisters and myself, we are, we are not the same. We all have different personalities. And I'm just talking about my brothers and my sisters. We all have different personalities. Some like this, some don't like that. Some like that, some don't like this. Some live this way, some live that way. Some live across town, some live uptown, amen? We all have different ways of life. We all have different personalities. But the main thing is, and we keeping the main thing the main thing here, we all know the way of God. We all know about holiness. And my mother and my father, they've always taught us the way of holiness and holy living because they haven't just told us, but they lived it. They lived it and they're still living it to this day. They live holiness. Amen. So we like my father, like my father does with us, God looks out for our best interest. That's why he gives the, the anointed instruction of the gospel. He's looking out for your best interest. He's looking out for your best interest. What is it going to, how is it going to affect my child? That's why he said, what agreement do you have with idols? What agreement do you have with the world? What agreement do you have with worldly things? What agreement do you have with an unclean thing in the world? What agreement do you have with, with the sin? What agreement do you have with the... What agreement? If you're in me, what agreement do you have with that? You shouldn't have no agreement. Why shouldn't I have an agreement with the things of the world? Why shouldn't I compromise with the world? Why shouldn't I have an open mind to the things of the world? Because the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We can't compromise. I can't compromise my salvation for nobody. I can't compromise the things of God, the things that God want me to do for nobody. I love all of my family. I love my wife. I love my children. I love my mother. I love my father. But it, I, I'm not compromising. I'm not compromising. And this is me personally. Because when you compromise, the Bible says that that is the it's the little foxes that destroy the vine. It's the little foxes. It's the little things that we let slide on by. It's the little things that we let slide on by. Watch this. Watch this. Let's go to let's go to Jude. See, this is how when we let the little foxes when we let the little, it's the little foxes that destroy the vine, which means you're letting little stuff 
That's why the Bible says be careful for nothing. You're letting little stuff, you're letting a little dab of sin do this over here. And soon enough, if you let that little dab of sin get you, that little dab of sin will turn into a great bigger sin. Oh, it's okay to have a little, a little, a little, little of this here and a little of that there. It's okay. Oh, God's not going to get mad at you. Oh, God, God will forgive you. No. It's the little foxes that destroy the vine. It's the little things that can keep us out of heaven. It's the minute. Oh, it's just a little white lie. No, ain't no, ain't no such thing as a little white lie. That is a, that is a lie from the pit of hell. And I'm going to say it just like that. It is a lie. When you sitting over there saying, oh, I'm going to tell a little white lie and then I'm going to ask for forgiveness. The devil is a lie. A lie is a lie. And the Bible says a liar will not tarry in his sight. You won't even see Jesus. Amen. Let's go. Let's go to Jude. This is what happens. When people let things When people let things just creep in. When we we don't deal with the little foxes in our life. Like I said, it's the little fox. The Bible says it's the little foxes that destroy the vine. It's the little stuff that we let let slide on by in our life that we don't deal with. It's those little things. It's the little buildup. Just let it build up just a little bit. And then it, and then it overflows into bigger problems. That's why we deal with the issue now. Amen. We get it at the root before it grows into a bigger tree. Amen. Let's go to Jude. Jude, and there's only one 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 scripture in the book of Jude, and that's so let's go to Jude verse 4. Watch this. For there are certain men crept in in unawares who were before of old ordination to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the holy Lord God. And our Lord Jesus Christ. These are the little foxes. These are the little foxes that are destroying the kingdom. That are trying to destroy the kingdom of God. It's the people that let these, let these preachers just preach any wind and doctrine. You're letting preachers come in your pulpit and just letting them just preach just anything. It's the little foxes and you wondering why your church is messed up. Uh Uh-oh. You wondering why the praises of God are messed up. You wondering why. Because you letting a big time preacher just because he got a big name preaching your church but he ain't saved not one lick. He ain't been baptized in Jesus name. He ain't been he ain't been filled with no type of Holy Ghost. He ain't even spoken in tongues. He don't even believe in the baptism, but you letting him preach at your church. All because he's got a big name or, or because he's he's a past NFL player or he's a past NBA player. I don't give I don't mm-mm. 
I don't care what it is. I don't care about all that. I don't care if 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 he done flew to the moon and came back. I'm not letting nobody stand before me preaching just anything or teaching just anything to me. Everybody's table is not clean. I'm not going, I didn't go, look, when I was younger, back in the day, back in the day, we used to have gospel concerts at different people's churches. I I didn't go to everybody's concert. I didn't do that. I went to some. I did go to some. Now, I ain't going to lie. I did go to some. But I ain't go to everybody's concert. I was invited to a lot of gospel concerts. I didn't go just because they said it was gospel. I don't listen to everybody's gospel music either. There's just some stuff. If I know your, if I know your background and I know your spirit, uh-uh, no. There's just some stuff I will not listen to. There's some preachers I will not listen to. I don't listen to a lot of the TV ministers either. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is, my own, this is my own personal opinion. If you watch the television ministers, look, okay, I'm, I'm going to put it this way. I ain't going to do it that way. I'm going to do it this way. The reason why I don't watch the TV ministers is because most of the time, the times that I've tried to sit down and watch them, I've had to pick the bone. I've had to pick bones out of their messages. What do you mean you had to pick bones out of their message? I had to divide, rightly divide the truth from the lie. Little little pieces here and little pieces there. I ain't got time for all that. Preach holiness and let me go on. Please. Stop preaching. Now, okay. It's good to sometimes encourage. Okay. But not every preacher, not every sermon is going to be a jumping, shouting message. It's not meant to be that way. Sometimes God comes to rebuke. He, tell, he says it in the word of God. He says it in his word. This word does not always come to make us jump and shout. It doesn't. It comes to rebuke. It comes to cut out the sin. It comes to cut out the bad in us. It comes to purge out the wrong in us. We wondering why so many people have bad attitudes in the church. Well, you preaching prosperity messages all the time. What do you expect? You're not preaching on the Beatitudes. You're not preaching on the fruit of the Spirit. You're preaching on how they can receive a new car. You're preaching on... Uh, you're going to get that next business. The devil is a lie. The, the, the Lord don't care about your next business venture. The Lord does not care about your next business venture when it comes to holiness. He would rather you preach holiness than preaching about somebody about to get a new business. Everybody preaching that nowadays. Well, I ain't going to say Everybody. A lot of preachers are preaching that nowadays. Prosperity messages. I ain't got time. It's either holiness or hell. One or the other. 
for everybody. That goes for me, that goes for my family, that goes for your family, and anybody else in between. Amen. We cannot afford to miss the, the, the call and the mark of God. We can't afford to miss it. We cannot afford to miss it. Amen. Let's go to second Tim back to Second Timothy. Let's go back to Second Timothy chapter four, verses three and four. And I'm gonna show you something in there. I'm gonna show you something. I'm gonna show you what God is talking about in First Timothy, or Second Timothy. I'm sorry, Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter number four. Verses three and four. And let's throw in. Let's throw in verse number two. Let's start at verse number two. Okay. This is God letting us know when to preach truth. All right. Starting at verse number two. I'm going to throw verse number two in there. Amen. And it reads in 2 Timothy chapter 4, starting at verse number 2, going all the way to verse number 4. And it reads, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. What does this mean? This means Preach the word of God. What is in season? Instant. In season. Out of season. What does that mean? Whether they like it or they don't like it. Because everybody ain't going to. Look, you better shake the dust from up underneath your feet and go on. Stop worrying about all these people. Preachers that are preaching on truth, stand on truth. Don't you take down. I will not take down at a time like this. I heard that message a long time ago. A a preacher by the name of Elder Billy Clark. He preached that sermon. He said, and it was titled, I will not take down at a time like this. And what he meant by, I'm not taking down from the word. I'm not taking down from the word. And we shouldn't take down. Whether they whether they want to hear it or not, we need to preach holiness. We need to preach righteousness. We need to preach salvation. And yeah, all of that other... Look, let me show you something. When you suffer with God, you'll reign with God. When you, when you do it God's way, you will reap the benefits of doing it God's way. That's why the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33... Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. We must take this time right now to seek God. Amen. We must take this time to seek God now. Amen. 
Now I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some scriptures that you could read in your leisure. Amen. We're gonna I'm gonna give you some scriptures to read in your leisure time that go along with this topic today. The Lord let lets us the Lord lets us know what to look for in the false prophet, in the false people that so-called say they're of God, but they're not. If we go to first, second Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 through 15, you can, you can read those script, that scripture. Matthew chapter seven, verse 15. Amen. You can read those two scriptures. The Lord has told us what a Christian of the gospel looks like. There are three scriptures that shows us what a Christian looks like. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Amen. 1 John chapter 4 verses 1 through 7. Romans chapter 8 verses 3 through 9. Amen. And he was the example for us. He showed the example for us. Amen. And you can find those examples where he was the example for us to live a Christian lifestyle. He was that example to live a Christian lifestyle. You can find that in John 3.16. John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 and verse 14. John chapter 10 verse 10. And John chapter 14, verse 6, verse 6. And then 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. You can go and uh, read those scriptures at your leisure. I, I, I challenge you. And I double dog dare you read those scriptures to go along with this topic today. Amen. I pray that you have a very very blessed week. I pray that you have a very, very blessed weekend coming up. And I pray that you find the Christian lifestyle that God is wants for your life. That God wants for your life. Amen. As it states in Acts 2 and 38, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the only way to make it to heaven. This is the only way to see the Lord's face in peace one day. God bless you. I love you. This is the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. With your host, Adam Tuggle. I, God bless you all. God bless you all. In Jesus' name. And as my grandmother used to say, if you do not see me again, and in this case, since we're on a podcast, you can't see me, but you can hear me. So if you do not hear my voice again, I will see you in the rapture of the church. God bless you. In Jesus' name. This is the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. We love you. God bless you. In Jesus' name.